I think we had a busy day yesterday, and now things are starting to settle as we see the results of your votes. Lots of people voted, so congratulations if you didn't. Well, that's... Feel sorry for you because you missed an opportunity to take advantage of one of the great honors we have in this country, the ability to vote in free and fair elections, no matter what some people say. Hey, we've got a sunny day today. If you like yesterday, you'll like today. 72 right around there is going to be the high today with sunshine. The record is 74, so we might be in record territory. And we got lots of chores to do this morning here on Wax. We've got 42 degrees right now, so we'll go up about 30 today. And as we do the chores, I'll do some of them. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott, and I don't know how how much I can do. I, I, I sat up a little too late last night. You know, I uh, I got to bed last night. And, and we sleep both know and, the same thing this morning. I was going to say, and you don't know any more than I do. That's right. <laughs> but uh, as uh, most of the polls have, clo- have been counted, rather, and they're finishing up the counting, and the president is what we still don't know, but I think lots of other races around the state and around the country are, are pretty well in, and so uh, we'll see what's going on there. Some were very, very close, as you expected they might be, and the presidential race is very, very close, as we expected that would be. How it's going to turn out, I I don't know if we we know yet or not, unless it came over the last no. five or ten minutes. You haven't heard anything that, that have you? No, it didn't. Everything is, uh, there's still a lot of counting going on, that's, I'll say that. If you're Jethro Bodine or... I don't know. There, there's counting to do yet, ciphering yeah. to do. Yeah, there really is, and it's uh, getting to be interesting to following the voting trends in the country of where the Democrats are, where the Republicans are, and uh, which counties you can turn, because it's getting down to that. It's getting down to, like in the presidential race, it gets down to counties in these oh, states. absolutely. So it's really interesting to follow. So if you are following it, enjoy it, because I think you'll have... I don't know. They'll have it done today yet with all the absentee ballots and uh, those kind of ballots that were cast before. So still got a lot of ciphering to do in some places. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. All that's right. right. We've got uh, some good news. There's some farm news to take a look at. Some of it was good. The Chinese are buying a lot of uh, ag product from the United States. Are they going to be able to... Uh, get to where they're supposed to be and lots of other things to talk about this morning and uh do want to you know the ffa convention i know you talked about the the new president where is he from georgia or someplace like that uh yep yeah yep. so the yeah, university of georgia State. yeah we didn't have uh, any national officer candidates from wisconsin but then we talked about our national proficiency winners and from our area we had a couple and, and scott's going to be talking to them so we'll be sharing that with you here in the next few days but also three-star chapters, which is quite an accomplishment. That means you're doing an awful lot in a lot of different areas. We had four from our area, three-star national chapters, Adam's Friendship, the Baron, the Cochrane Fountain City, and the Granton FFA, all three-star chapters. So congratulations. That's some good stuff for our part of Wisconsin. And uh, maybe sure next is. year we'll have a... Uh, We'll have a national officer candidate. I don't know, Colin Weltzine from Arcadia chaired the nominating committee for national officers this year. Maybe he got a feel of how it works. Maybe he'll run. I don't know, but we'll find out. All right, what are we drinking this morning? Oh, I'm on my Sumatra this morning. Had to step it up a notch with with, uh, sleepiness in my head. I need a... I know there are people out there that would offer me the belly of a good Holstein to lean in my head against this morning, but uh, <laughs> here I am. Yeah, well, good. You got Sumatra this morning, and uh, yep, boy, every time Revolution, I... by the way, Revolution and Black River Falls on the main drag is where to get that revolu- or that coffee. It's, and lots of good food. I've got to get down there in the next day or two, and and maybe I'll uh, manage to get a donut or another treat to bring in on Friday. I was going to say, don't forget your friend. <laughs> yeah. When you come in on Friday morning, oh, I'll tell you, that, that pumpkin cake, that frosted pumpkin cake and that blueberry scone, oh, oh. out of this world. I looked at when I was there last week, I looked in the case and I thought, oh, I'd like to sit down here and just a little touch of this and a little touch of that. Oh, it looked good. So, again, Get off yep. and get something, get something good. Revolution yep, Coffee we'll and Black River. Go enjoy it. We'll talk to you after the top of the hour. We shall. There goes Scott this morning. Again, 42 degrees, another sunny day, another day in the 70s.
maybe tomorrow, 70s as well, and then I think we can probably say goodbye to the 70s, but we'll be well into the 60s over the weekend. He's on wax. Hey, it's about a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some morning news. NBC News Radio, I'm Dean Mucho. America is still without a clear winner in the presidential election. President Trump has laid claim to several key battleground states, including Ohio, Florida, and Texas. Those wins have Trump chipping away at Joe Biden's Electoral College lead, but the former vice president says he remains optimistic about the outcome. It's not my place or Donald Trump's place to declare who's won this election. That's the decision of the American people. Trump is also sounding upbeat, tweeting overnight that they are up big. Third-party voting is down in 2020. In 2016, more than 5% of the national vote went to third-party candidates, mostly to Libertarian candidate Gary Johnson. This time around, with 75% of the expected vote tallied, only 1.8 million votes went to third-party candidates, or 1.5%. Michigan Secretary of State Joycelyn Benson says there's a good chance all the votes in the state will be counted tonight. Efficiently processed and tabulated a record number of absentee ballots, putting us on track to be in a position to potentially see a full result of every tabulation out of Michigan in the next 24 hours. She had previously said it could be as late as Friday to count absentee ballots. Roughly 3.26 million people voted absentee, and as many as 2.5 million cast their ballot in person yesterday. Oregon is the first state to legalize psychedelic mushrooms. Oregon voters approved Measure 109 to decriminalize magic mushrooms under supervised use. Therapists will be able to oversee its use after a two-year period where the state must work out regulations governing their use. Meghan Markle is the first member of the royal family to vote in a U.S. presidential election. The Duchess has been outspoken about the importance of voting especially for women. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Psychedelic mushrooms <laughs> on the ballot. Wow. State of Oregon. They're, they're a different breed out there, that's for sure. I remember I had a sister that uh, her husband was going to, my brother-in-law, going to college at Oregon State, getting his Ph.D. out there, went out to visit him, and they had bumper stickers on the back of the cars out there, and the bumper stickers, Governor Tom, whoever it was at the time, Invite you to visit Washington, California, Idaho, Utah. They didn't want people to come to Oregon. They, they wanted them to go to other states and leave us alone. So they have a little different thought process out in the state of Oregon. But uh, I guess you can get psychedelic mushrooms out there going forward. And we thought selling dope in Colorado was some big deal. Four minutes after 5 o'clock, interesting election, that's for sure. And it's not over yet. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during COVID-19. Give a $40 one-time gift. Text the word HOPE to 83393. That's HOPE to 83393. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Weather forecast, it hasn't changed and it's still good. 70s today and tomorrow with some sunshine. Or, uh... Today and Friday, tomorrow is supposed to only be in the upper 60s, but still sunshine, so it's nice forecast. Saturday and Sunday, upper 60s, partly cloudy, so sun and clouds mixed. Chance of rain on Monday with a high, still 64, but then after that, it's going to cool off. So we've got another five, six days, and it's going to be awfully, awfully nice. A lot of work is going to get done. A lot of combines are going to be rolling. Uh, A lot of other fall activity is going to be happening on our farm. So if you're out and about driving around in this beautiful weather, Make sure you, you know, especially get on some of the town roads, the highways, state highways, 
make sure you uh, give them ground. Don't be in such a big hurry. Just enjoy Wisconsin this time of the year. Right now, it's 32 in Rice Lake, 41 in Medford, Wausau, Marshfield, 45. It's 40 at Stevens Point. Lacrosse at 52, 47 over Green Bay. Madison and Sun Prairie, 51 this morning. It's 53 in Milwaukee. And right now, very nice 42 degrees here in our part of the country. We'll look at markets next. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Eau Claire Memorial Crematory, three generations of continuous care. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time for us to look at our markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. We're about uh, seven minutes after five. And the cash livestock markets are where we always start, and Scott always has those numbers. Choice and prime fed beef steers are at 95 to 106 with mixed 80 to 94. Choice and prime fed beef heifers, 93 and a half to 105 with mixed 65 to 93 and a half. Fed Holstein steers are at 87 to 96 and a half with selects 65 to 87. Cows, 35 to 48 with the top selling 45 to 65. Bulls are at 42 to 80 with butcher hogs at 40 and down. Sows, 28 to 31 and boars, 10 and down. New crop market lambs are at 140 to 170 and a half. Old crop lambs, 87 and a half to 140 and feeder lambs, 110 to 240. Very good, sir. Get the farm news ready. We'll check in with you in a few minutes. We will. There goes Scott. All right, let's take a look at uh, the rest of what's going on around here. Livestock futures, cattle were lower yesterday. Hogs, for the most part, were higher. December live cattle, 107.82, and that was uh, down 72. February at 110.30, down 22. April at 113.70, down 12. And uh, June cattle, down 20 at 107.87. Feeder cattle for January, 133.17, that was down 87. March, 133.15, down 67. April, feeder cattle down 40 at 135.15. And May, down 22 at 136.15. Lean hog carcass contracts, December at 65.40 at the close was down 55. February closed at 65.52, that was up 22. April at 68.17, up 20. And May hogs at seventy two ninety up a half a dollar. And on the board of trade, the trade was higher yesterday, but uh, down in the overnight trading. We had December corn overnight dropping back below four dollars. December corn down three at three ninety seven. December oats down two to three at two ninety three. Wheat down six at six oh one. January soybeans down four at ten sixty. Soybean meal for December up a dollar eighty a ton at three hundred seventy nine dollars even. Cheese price a little lower yesterday. Barrels down a half at two fifty-two and a half. The blocks down four and a half at two seventy-three and a half. Double A butter up a cent and a half at one forty-two and a half. Class three prices were higher. November up six at twenty-three eighty-six. Later today we should get the official October price. December class three up eleven at twenty twenty-two. January up fifteen at seventeen ninety-nine. February up twelve at sixteen eighty-four. March up fifteen at sixteen fifty-five. Prices were higher out through the end of the year. That's a look at the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Ten minutes right now, exactly after 5 o'clock, 42 degrees. We'll go up about 30 degrees, then have some more sunshine. The Truckload Tire Event at Sherrill Tire and Service Centers will have you ready for winter. Big savings on tires now through November 21st. Get up to $150 on mail-in or online rebates on select sets of four installed Goodyear tires when you use your Goodyear credit card. Get to Sherrill Tire for the Truckload Tire Event today. Friendly and knowledgeable, Sherrill Tire and Service Center. Find your location at SherrillTire.com. Sherrill Tire and Service, best tire prices, period. Subject to credit approval. It's time for another Pioneer Harvest Update with Mike Gronsky, Pioneer North Central Wisconsin agronomist. How should we be evaluating the harvest losses that we have as the corn harvest is going on here? 
as we look at corn harvest continuing to ramp up here, you know, we had a lot of acres that didn't get harvested prior to those snow events, but now we're, we're full scale again here. Things I'd be looking for, you know, as you get out in these fields is one is just be aware of the condition of that crop as you get into it. You know, we've had some areas that experienced some prolonged periods of, of dry weather throughout the summer, especially these unirrigated sands where, you know, there's higher potential not only for stock lodging, but also those droughty conditions can lead to, you know, weaker ear shank and potentially ear loss. Before you even pull in that field and start looking at the overall appearance of that crop, you know, every time you see an ear hit the ground out of about 100 plants, usually that translates into about a 1% yield loss. So obviously anything that's lost before you get there with a combine is uncontrollable, but you know, certainly there are things to be considered as you're, you're getting going in the field and how you're going to want to set that header up um, along with the deck plates and ensure that you get as many of those ears into the combine and not left behind on the ground. Other things that I'd be looking at too, just looking for shelling, uh, whether it's from the header or from um, out of the back of the combine. Now, obviously, you know, header loss, some of that gets harder to control, especially as that corn gets into the teens, you know, and shelling mm -hmm. is going to be more prevalent and it's going to be a harder thing to control. But the one thing we can control, though, is the amount of corn that's coming out of the back of that combine. And, you know, to put things in perspective, you know, you, every time you find two kernels in a square foot area, you're usually you're looking at a one bushel per acre loss. And what I recommend doing right. is because it's kind of hard to, you know, you get kind of, it's easy to focus on just two kernels laying somewhere is take a look, you know, build like a little, uh, like a 10 square foot area that you can set up with like some ropes and some stakes and set it out in several spots behind the combine and, and do some evaluations, you know, sort through the trash, count the number of kernels, you know, and divide by the, the 10 square feet that are there, you know, and get an idea, you know, do we need to, do we need to make some adjustments, adjust the fans, you know, work on the concaves, et cetera, just to mm -hmm. make sure we're not leaving that crop behind and we're actually getting it back to the bin. And really quickly, Mike, how much should we be pushing uh, and getting after the fall tillage as the harvest gets gets wrapped up? You know, so the interesting thing is that even for some of the, the, the wetter weather we had, only that upper portion, that soil profile, really seemed to get wet for the most part. You know, when you look at some of the damage we've done to the soil here, you look back at 2019, and, you know, there was a lot of things we did to the soil in terms of compaction um, that didn't necessarily get corrected yet. So, I mean, as we look at this opportunity to get that crop off, Getting that crop off is obviously the most important piece of the pie, but we can also use this to set the stage for a better 2021 crop. And what I would recommend is taking some time to go out, you know, and do some digging or, or get your hands on a soil penetrometer or someone that has one and, mm -hmm. and look to see where you might have put some compaction layers in that soil. That's Mike Gronsky, North Central Wisconsin Pioneer Agronomist, with another Pioneer Harvest Update. I'm Scott Schultz. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got 14 minutes after 5 o'clock. Another nice update with Scott and our friends from Pioneer this morning. We've got farm news. That's brought to you this morning by Dimmer's Grain Service in Holman Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. And corn delivered to uh, Dimmer's in uh, Holman. At 346, the soybeans at 991 to Buck Country in Arcadia. The corn is 351, the soybeans at 991. Farm news brought to you by Dummer's Grain Service and Buck Country Grain. Harvest season is underway, and you know what that means. It's time to look at marketing your corn and soybeans. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman are the people to trust. They work with the farmer to get them the most competitive price for their commodities. Target price offers purchase contracts, basis contracts, and more. They offer all grain services. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman. Give them a call today or visit their website at www.buck.com countrygrain.com. It's where your corn and soybeans want to go. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter after five if you want to set your clock and if you want to look at your thermometer. It's about 47 around here in Chippewa Falls and Eau Claire. And I just heard Kelly Slifka say it's 33 over Menominee. I don't know how it can be that much different, but uh, that's what he said. So Again, if you're <laughs> look at your own thermometer to tell how, how warm or how cool it might be. What's it down there in Osseo, down your part of the country, down in the valley? You looked? You know, I didn't step outside to look at my thermometer yet. It's oh my nice God. and comfortable, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it is. I nice was one. shocked yesterday when I walked out and it, it said 70, 72 degrees. And I yeah, wow. Broke a record yesterday. Yep, yep. Could do it again today. It's supposed to be 74 today. All right, Doomer's <laughs> Grain Service uh, bringing us Doomer's uh, Elevator at Holman and Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. 
bringing us the farm news. What's going on? The Chinese are buying American farm products again after a lull in those purchases because of trade disputes in the coronavirus pandemic. The Chinese have committed to buying more than $23.5 billion worth of U.S. egg products in this first year of that U.S.-Chinese trade agreement. So far, though, only about half that amount has been shipped, and the Chinese are still way behind in their obligations to buy $33.4 billion worth of of our egg products in the first year of the trade deal. Some of their purchases include a record $1.5 billion worth of U.S. pork and 8.7 million tons of U.S. corn, also a record. A bipartisan coalition of 111 members of Congress has written a letter to the U.S. Trade Representative and the USDA demanding those agencies work harder for stronger protections for American-made food and wine exports using common names. Third District Congressman Ron Kine is one of the main authors of that letter, which says our government needs to take stronger actions against the European Union, which wants to ban U.S. exports of cheese, meat, and wine products that carry common names such as Parmesan, Bologna, and Chateau. The EU has been making trade deals with countries that uh, say products can't be imported if they're not from Europe. And continuing problems caused by the effects of the thousands of lawsuits it faces because of glyphosate herbicide Bear Egg is taking a write-down of almost $11 billion. That's after the company said at the end of September they, bought, they thought they could keep those losses in the single-digit billions of dollars. But the lawsuits are expected to cost Bear about $2 billion, up from the one-and-a-quarter billion they estimated earlier. So far, 88,500 of the 125,000 glyphosate claims have been agreed to, and the company hopes to settle many more in the next few months. I wonder if uh, Bayer Ag is still happy that they bought Monsanto. Man, this has been oh, a not only financially, away. but uh, obviously, you know, they've got a cadre of lawyers always on staff. But boy, oh boy, this is... This is really something, 125,000 lawsuits and yep. uh, 88,500 settled. Unbelievable enough, what, they're, what to, they're going through. Enough to give a lawyer a headache and require a bare aspirin. Yeah, boy, uh, at least one, that's for sure. <laughs> and that other, yep. that other story, I know there have been different organizations, national milk producers and others, that have been complaining for years about uh, you know, us using those products. Those product right. Parmesan and mozzarella and Gouda right. and things like that. And, Bologna, uh, you know, yeah. we've got codex standards. And the codex standards, if you produce it to the codex standard, which is the international recipe, so to speak, of how to produce those products, you should be able to use it. But uh, the Europeans have made trade deals with other countries that say, hey, if the U.S. tries to sell you mozzarella cheese with this trade deal you signed with us, yep. you can't take it. So they got to get this straightened out. That's for sure. All right, sir, we'll let you uh, go, and we'll uh, talk to you here in just a little while. I look forward to it. There goes Scott this morning. And we're going to talk about uh, grocers. What are the grocers doing? What's all this pandemic meant to them? We'll talk about that in a moment. Brought to you by Wheaton Grain out in the Chippewa Falls area. And uh, at Wheaton Grain today, in the Chippewa Falls Wheaton location, the corn price is three forty-five. Soybeans at nine ninety six, and at their Connorsville location, the corn is three forty one. The soybeans at nine eighty four. Dad, what does wheat and grain do? We do it all, Cameron. Here at Wheat and Grain, we're a full service grain elevator. We offer very competitive drying, storage, and many different types of contracts for corn and soybeans. We understand that every penny counts, and we do our best to pay our customers top dollar for their commodities. We also understand when the combines are not rolling, it costs our customers time and money. We offer on-farm pickup. If they need a truck, we take them one. Check us out at wheatandgrain.com. Wheat and Grain is our name, and bushels are our game. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, as an American, we take grocery stores for granted. They've always been there, and hopefully they always will be there. Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn. But indeed, since we've had the coronavirus pandemic... 
things have really changed at your local grocery store. Some shelves are empty, and some stores have changed their hours and changed their way of doing business. Josh, you talked to the folks that are in charge of the Grocers Association, and these changes are out of necessity. Yeah, Bob, that's right. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And grocery stores were really on the front line of the pandemic back back when it began in spring. And I don't know if there was an industry that went through a more drastic and more public change. Because when you think about uh, the images of when the pandemic began, we just think grocery stores. So I caught up with Brandon Schultz. He is the president of the Wisconsin Grocers Association. And uh, as he told me, grocery stores, they, they may look normal. It may look like things are back to normal because we're not seeing the, the mass panic that we were months ago. But trust me, they are far from normal, and they are still in a very reactive state. I, I would describe the situation in the grocery stores is we're, we're kind of beyond the panic of the pandemic. And I think we've, we've entered into a stage where Grocers might tell you that they are probably more in in an anxiety level than in panic because the panic is gone. They've they've learned a lot of things in the last seven months, things they didn't know before, maybe necessarily, but certainly you know. While they you know look, I've said grocers know how to sanitize and cleanse. That's not anything new. But when the pandemic came, they took it to a new level. They they stepped up their game to be able to accommodate everything. So I think what you're seeing is grocers are, are in that set, but they, they still have a lot of anxiety because there's a workforce issue. Um, there, you know, there are not enough people out there to hire, and for those of, for those who are available, they don't want to work. So that poses a problem. They're at an anxiety level because the supply chain itself is not producing 100% delivery, and and it's not that there's a shortage. And if people would hear. When you say that, people go, oh, is there a shortage? No, there's, there's no shortage. It's just we have an issue getting product manufactured, getting it in the supply chain, getting it to retail. And so when, when shoppers are out and they see some of the holes on, their, on those shelves, naturally their first re- reaction is, we must be out of food. Could be anything further from the truth. Yes, that is a distinction that has to be made. There's not a food shortage. There never really was a food shortage. There was just a food delay. The supply chain couldn't keep up. Um, and going off of that, Brandon, if you were to go into the grocery store today, compared to what we were seeing in March, things would look pretty normal. It would seem like grocery stores are caught back up and things are fine, but uh, that's probably not the case, is it? I do want to answer the one point about we're back to normal. Couldn't be anything further from the truth. Now, if normal is fully masked, gloves, sanitation, sneeze guards, um, you know, all those things, if... And I don't even think that's the new normal. I I think what you see is we are still in this reaction mode and recover mode to the pandemic. And in time, we expect some of that to improve. Things seem a little less panicked now because people are used to what they find going in the grocery store. So while we expect the pandemic to continue on into next year, and I think that's reasonable from a vaccine standpoint and other things. Um, we're not in a we're not in a normal yet. We're still in a we're still in a kind of a transition period. So um, it, I, I hope this isn't the normal. That makes two of us. I hope this is not the new normal either. But um, let's talk about the supply chain because we were just talking about food delays. How is the supply chain doing? Because we know how it was doing back in the spring when there were disruptions galore. Do we expect those disruptions to continue or level out a bit? You know, we went through lots of lots of challenges in the meat department, as well as as well as other departments that because of the supply line, um, those products got hit. Having said that, you know, these are not permanent um, ending problems not like the challenges for meat processors we're going to shut down the meat industry or the dairy industry or you know for a while there's a people thought there was a shortage of eggs well there wasn't there was a shortage of of, you know a dozen containers because people buy their eggs by the dozen half dozen sometimes two dozen but egg producers ship them to to restaurants and institutions in three and four dozen pallets and so 
when the demand for eggs went up and supply went up because they were not shipping to, to schools and to institutions, there wasn't enough packaging to get them over to retail for a short period of time. That corrected itself, and, and no longer was there a, quote, egg shortage. There was never an egg shortage. It was a package shortage. So those are challenges that the supply chain has up and down. They are not, um, they are not problems that are going to shut down everybody. They're, they're correctable after a period of time once you figure out what the problem is. I recently read an article that I shared with you earlier. Uh, I read an article in USA Today that said 52% of people are stockpiling food again. And it said it was based on a couple of things. One, uh, surging cases of coronavirus in certain states. And then two, the potential for some unrest after our next uh, election. So whatever the reason may be, do you see that people are stockpiling food already again? I've been asking grocers across the state what they've been seeing from their customer count. Are they seeing more customers? Are they seeing more frequent trips? Or are they seeing bigger baskets, meaning are people buying more? There's not a consensus. And for those who do say, yeah, I'm seeing some increase in sales, they don't see it anywhere near the stockpiling and hoarding that we saw back in March and April. I think what you're seeing is some and people like to call it stockpiling, but unless they're buying five cases of tomato sauce, they might be buying a half a dozen or ten cans. And I think what you might see is a replenishing of the pantry. And at this point, I would still put it in replenishing the pantry because unless you're walking out with two dozen whole chickens, you know, it's, it's, that's stockpiling, that's hoarding. And again, that's Brandon Schultz with the Grocers Association visiting around Josh Scrambling. Interesting stuff about uh, people's habits. And I guess grocery buying is probably one that can tell you what the attitude of people is. Also, I got a son in the liquor business, and he said since this pandemic has hit, their sales are up about 100%. So <laughs> I guess we're eating and drinking good. Let's find out what's going on in the markets. Rocky's going to join us from Premier next. I'm Shannon Latham. Family-owned Latham High-Tech Seeds delivers the genetics and traits you need to produce the winning numbers you want. Like these VT Double Pro Rib Hybrids. Multiple first trial winner 3937 is a first choice for top yields. 4657 has elite genetics bred for top end results in tough conditions. And 4937 is an eight-time first trial winner. Pick the best. Field by field at LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's get to the markets and find out what's going on over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And Rocky Olson joins us. Good morning, Rocky. Well, I'll tell you, this has been awfully nice weather, like in the mornings. Can you get out and uh, do a little hunting before you go to the sale barn or start calling? Well, it's light, light a little earlier, and I have uh, got the opportunity some few mornings, and they are definitely hot and moving. Oh, that's good. So how big a one have you got hanging? Uh, I'll let, don't worry, you ain't got to ask me when I get it. <laughs> You'll know about it. It's still a process, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, when you're kind of trophy hunting, you just... Don't shoot everything, so some years you just don't fill your tag. Well, there you go. That's a good thing. Well, when you do, go out there and be safe doing that, too. All right, what's going on uh, so far this week over there at Premier Livestock? Thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow auction shaped up. We sold 615 head uh, feeder cattle. Market was steady. Beef steers and heifers, 400 pounds and under from 115 to 170. Four to 600 pounders, 110 to 166. Six to 900 pounders, 95 to 146. Holstein steers, 400 pounds and under from 95 to 115. Four to 600 pounders, 90 to 114. Six to 900 pounders, 85 to 111. Bred beef cows so mostly from 650 to 1,000. Your better quality cows brought 1050 to 12 and a half. Beef breeding bulls up to 1600. 
Next special feeder cattle auction will be November 17th. Today, Wednesday, 9.30 a.m., we have our hay and bedding auction. Uh, do have a big hay sale. we got lots of western alfalfa. we got lots of straw in today, including uh, Canadian wheat straw, roto-cut. Then 11 o'clock a.m., dairy cattle auction. we got lots of reputation consignments. Here's 21 fancy parlor freestall cows, mostly 85 to 120 pounds. Here's 13 parlor freestall cows, two- and three-year-olds averaging 95 pounds. Here's 10 fresh two- and three-year-olds. They're tie stall, freestall adapted, 10 Holstein spring and heifers and cows from a 27,000-pound herd, uh, some of them being registered. Here's eight registered Holstein two- and three-year-olds parlor freestall, several other high-end registered Holstein cow consignments, uh, several of them being tie stall and freestall adapted. Here's some uh, certified organic fresh Jersey cows. Uh, Going to be five of them from one farm. Uh, unfortunately, we did have to uh, cancel the Paggle consignment of Jersey cross cows for today. Uh, we do apologize for any inconvenience there. Full listing uh, on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Certainly, anytime, uh, give us a call, 715-229-2500. As always, on the dairy sale, online bidding is available through Cattle USA. So that's the way it shaped up, Bob. Hey, where are the buyers? We got local buyers now. What's the status of uh, the buyers? Were they coming from out of state taking cattle out, or what are they doing? Right, right now it's it's generally local. Uh, majority of that on the dairy cattle is, a, I would say, within about a two hundred mile circle. All right, and uh, is it slowed down a little bit as far as what you've seen, as far as the, you know, the whole herd dispersals? And I know Pagel's got so many cows; those won't bother from over there. But uh, but uh, what do you what are you seeing? I think it's going to stay relatively busy. It's just because of all the retirement age yep, yep. people out there. It's It seems to be fairly busy, but, um, you know, there's more people holding just because the price of milk is pretty good right now. Yeah, hopefully that will stay that way. All right, yep. sir, well, uh, I'll let you go. Maybe you can sneak out yet this morning and uh, see if you can find one. Yeah, won't be this morning, but we'll uh, let you know when we do. Oh, I got, a, I got a story the other day that I meant to bring and show to you or talk to you about. The bear season. See where they got a lot of bears this year? I forgot what the number was. I don't know how many I, thousand I think they bears. Did. They did. We didn't, but I think they did. Yeah. Uh, they killed more than more than expected. So. Yeah, there's a lot of bears I, out there. And a lot of people say, I never see a bear. Well, you're not looking very hard because they're all over the place. Yeah, that's right. So I just uh, couldn't find one. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> that's the problem I've had over those years when I go hunting. I just can't find one. Yeah, well, I always I always find the animals, but they all move after dark. That's the heck of it. Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. All right, is the, what's the status? The bear season over? Is that all done? It's all, it's, it's all over. All right, so, so what's in the there? When did, you got one a couple years ago, though, didn't you? Yeah, yep. That was a big one, too. Yep, nice one. All yep. right, hey, have a, have a good one. We'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, Bob. There you go. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And, uh, again, we've got uh, more news to take a look at, lots of markets, and, of course, our weather forecast. And uh, over at Skywarn 13, taking a look at our weather, and I think he's probably doing the weather in a T-shirt today because, man, oh, man, this is nice November weather. Kelly Slifka is over there in the weather room at Skywarn 13. Morning, Kelly. Morning. Boy, a nice weather to ride your bike or sit outside in a chair and read. Oh, my goodness, this has been a... We set a record yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, 76. Oh, man, we're going to do that again today? I think we're going to be in the mid-70s again today. Oh, and... man, this isn't hard to take. What's what's going on? So darn cold here the, about the last two weeks, and all of a sudden it turns to summer again. What's going on? Well, I tell you, you know, I, I figured something like this would happen. I don't know if we'd get to record high temperatures, but that cold air just can't sit here and last forever. We're not going to have to deal with winter from October through whatever March. But So we did uh, get a rebound. Things kind of usually balance over the uh, time, and basically, the jet stream has lifted well to the north into Canada. That took all that cold air with it, so that's allowing that warm, southerly wind. And uh, that wind uh, will be out of the south today. And the record high today is 74, and that's what we're calling for. So maybe another record-setting warm day. A lot of sunshine again this afternoon. Uh, there is a weak trough that will move through tonight that may bump our temperature down a couple degrees tomorrow, but we can't complain getting up to 69. And then I think we'll rebound back in the 70s for Friday and Saturday. So it looks like this nice, warm weather trend will continue into the weekend. 
are changed. Obviously, the warm air can't last forever, especially this time of the year. Uh, that looks like that'll be arriving. It looks like early next week. We'll see some winds kick in on Sunday out ahead of that front, and then by Monday, we'll start to see some rain moving in. So 74 days, sunshine, your record warmth, clear, 41 tonight, 69 tomorrow, 75 on Friday, a little bit breezy into the weekend, but mostly sunny Saturday, 71, and a windy day on Sunday, but still pretty mild. High of 67. That front will be moving in on Monday. That'll bring us a chance of rain with highs in the 50s. Right now in Eau Claire, though, we're sitting at uh, 38 degrees. I'm Sky One Thirteen meteorologist Kelly Slifka. How warm did you say it was going to get on Friday? Uh, 75. Wow. Yeah. Nice stretch, huh? Boy, I guess it is. I, I put my convertible in the garage about two weeks ago, and I put the top up, but I got a new top, and it, it was still so tight it wouldn't lock. I think today it's going back down. I'm going to go for a ride. You got to make sure it works. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Kelly, thank you. You bet. All right, Kelly Slifko over there at uh, Skywarn 13. Boy, if you're looking for some good news, it's sure in the weather right now, isn't it? And our weather brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Christensen Sales Corporation of Abbotsford has another big auction on Wednesday, November 11th at 9.30 a.m. at the Helmke Brothers Farm, 113473 Hillsdale Street, Stratford. This sale features a full line of farm machinery, general farm items, and household items. For information about this sale and others, call 715-223-6345 or visit Christensen Sales. The Farm News is being brought to you by Chili Implement of Chili, Wisconsin. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Brad and the gang over there at uh, Chili Implement in Chile bringing us our look at uh, more of our farm news and some of our local news as well. And uh, one of his old altar server buddies, Scott Schultz, is here to do that. I can can just Uh, see you two guys and... Cassocks and surpluses serving mass. I'll tell you what, I knew when to ring that bell at Old St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Chile <laughs> back in the day. You knew when to drink the wine. Did the priest ever let you taste the wine? Well, maybe. Yeah, we did too. We I had, don't know if they let me. Pri- but... We had some priests that, uh, you know, they were a little, you know, they were they were more altar boy friendly. Because it was altar boys at that time, that's all it was. But they were a little more altar boy friendly. And, you know, you'd stand there and watch those guys. You ever had any of this? No? Well, try it. <clears throat> Before it was blessed, you know, you could drink it. It was no big deal. But uh, yep. uh, you and Brad never got a hold of the uh, the vessel and took a little snort? I, I don't know if the statute of limitations uh, lasts <laughs> on that kind of stuff. So I don't think they'll excommunicate you over that. But uh, Yeah, anyway, maybe not. <laughs> good times growing up as a kid yep. doing all that stuff. All right, well, we've got uh, thanks to Brad and the gang over there at chili implement to take a look at our news boy potato growers are happy they are potato sales have been a bright spot in commodity news during this pandemic according to the wisconsin potato and vegetable growers association total potato sales this summer were up almost 14 percent in value and almost 11 percent in volume that's the best they've been in both categories during the past five years And frozen potato sales showed the biggest increases with sales jumps of 24% in value with volume increases of just under 20%. And having a look at some of the local and state news, we woke up this morning to see that Wisconsin's still one of the half dozen states that are too close to call in the presidential election. Election managers last night said nobody will know if President Trump or Vice President Joe Biden won the state until votes in Milwaukee are counted. That should happen sometime yet this morning. Vice President Joe Biden is at the moment up by three-tenths of a percent over President Trump here in the state. With votes still being counted, Democrats say there are enough votes in Wisconsin to have the vice president take or continue with that lead. And it looks like Western Wisconsin's Democratic congressman is headed back to Washington, D.C. Ron Kine last night was declared the winner over Republican challenger Derek Van Orden. Kind has been in Congress in Western Wisconsin since 1997. And Tom Tiffany won the 7th U.S. congressional seat in Wisconsin. The 7th congressional district was a rematch from earlier this year. Former state senator Tom Tiffany won a special election in May for the seat previously held by Republican Sean Duffy. 
Eau Claire County is reporting more corona de- uh, coronavirus deaths. The city county health department yesterday said four more deaths are being connected with the virus. Since March, 25 people have died with the virus in Eau Claire County. 52 deaths were reported yesterday across Wisconsin. 2,102 Wisconsin people have died from the virus. And students at Fall Creek Elementary School are going to be learning from home for the next two weeks. Superintendent Joe Sanfilippo said they're moving online only because of the spike in coronavirus. The hope is to have the students back at Fall Creek Elementary School by the end of Thanksgiving. And to answer your question, Bob, that you had for Rocky there, 4,129 bears were harvested this year compared with 3,679 in 2019. So the bear harvest was definitely up. And what are you going to be doing Saturday instead of watching the Badgers? They, of course, were canceled with Purdue this weekend. Got the Breeders' Cup horse racing Friday and Saturday. The World Championships, best horse races, horses in the world will be racing for... Thirty thirty one million dollars. And you know, some people are sitting out there and they'd say, Schultz, how about you find something to do work wise? And I guess I'll have to do that. Well, I gotta hear <laughs> what that's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Oh, I have hey, you know projects. you know, one of the uh, interesting races that we had that I was following that had to do with a lot of agriculture. Dan Kapanke, of course, uh, ran as a Republican and Brad Path yes. ran as a Democrat in that. I think it's the 32nd senatorial district down there around yep. La Crosse, Melrose, that part of the country. And that race, I think it's over. I think Brad Path won by about 600 votes. But, uh, you yep. know, those two guys are very agriculturally focused. And Dan served in the state Senate before and uh, was going to run again. And uh, Brad Path, we know the relationship when he was acting agriculture secretary and how the state yes. senate treated him got their nose out of joint over some uh funding for helping you know the mental situation with farmers that uh mr path criticized them for not uh, expending that money or more money or whatever so they didn't approve him his nomination right, right. so he was out so now he's going to be a member of the gang in the state senate it's going to be interesting yep. to see uh i don't know what kind of what kind of relationship there's going to be between he and uh, the leaders of the uh, Republican Party in the state Senate. Yep, and on the national side, another uh, egg-related seat in the U.S. Senate uh, that I made note of last night, or we all watched, was uh, Joni Ernst appears to have held on to her seat over in Iowa. Okay, yeah, that was was trending the other way, but the last week or so it seems like... uh, Republicans gained a little traction in some of these areas. So it looks like the Republicans will hold on to their uh, majority in the U.S. Senate, but uh, I haven't seen the final word on that. Mitch McConnell won pretty handily down there in Kentucky, so it looks like he will stay on. He's got 40-some years. It won't be long, and (laughs) he might be like (laughs) Strom Thurmond, where you can't let him out of his office alone or he won't get back. (laughs) When you get that old, I think he's 78 years old or something like this. He'll be well into his 80s by the time this term is done. So it'll be interesting going forward. We don't have all the final results, but there are a lot of interesting scenarios to follow on both sides of the aisle as these, uh, you know, the smoke clears and we see what's going on. That's right. All right, And sir. speaking of that, go. Uh, I invite people to go to our 715newsroom.com and uh, you'll find some election results on there as the day goes on. Very good. And uh, if you decide what kind of work you're going to do, let us know because that'll be a bulletin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> talk to you later. All right, we'll talk to you later on. There he goes. That goes Mr. Schultz. And again, yeah, a lot of interesting scenarios in the election uh, yesterday of who won, who held on to the seat, who didn't, uh, what the uh, dynamics might be in the Congress mainly. The legislature in Wisconsin not going to change hands because of the, the gerrymandering in the state. But uh, it is going to be uh, interesting across the country, that's for sure. All right, we've got markets to get to. We're going to do that next. 
I'm sure when you're listening to the radio or podcast, you've asked the question, is that ad really helping out that business? Is that post on the internet really drawing more traffic? Now, I can sit here and give you many different examples and reasons why partnering with Midwest Family Eau Claire can help you and your business. But let's go to the source. Let's hear success stories local businesses have experienced by partnering with Midwest Family Eau Claire. This is Sean from Tilden Gun. Tilden Gun is a local small business in the Chippewa Valley, and they have been partnering with Midwest Family for over a year now. Well, by the number of the new customers who have personally told me they they hear my ads, I know it really works. It's brought in many new clients for us. Pretty happy about that. And at Midwest Family Eau Claire, we work with you to achieve your goals. I think you guys are a great team to work with, and you really set my mind at ease with the whole thing. I really like the personal touch that you do with my commercials. We want to help you achieve your goals. We want to be on your team. Give us a call today at 715-832-1530. And let's build something special together. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Try Ozzy.com now. Ozzy, it's a latte for your mind. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to the markets. It's uh, 14 minutes before 6 o'clock. And again, we got 38 degrees on our way to sunshine and 74 today. Kind of nice daylight saving time now. We get uh, we get the day started a little bit earlier as far as daylight is concerned. Let's get to the Equity Altoona Bar and see what the sale have, see what the sale yesterday there was all about. Mark Cogra has the numbers. Choice beef steers and heifers selling from 90 to 97. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers. 88 to 93, we topped at 95. Choice Holstein steers, 80 to 88, with your heavyweight and unfinished steers and heifers selling 80 and down. 20% of slaughter cows here on Tuesday selling on lower tone, selling from 48 to 53. We topped at 56.50. 60% of the cows selling from 34 to 50, with 20% of the cows selling below 34. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Tuesday selling from 65 to 78. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves selling 95 pounds and up on Tuesday, selling from 50 to $110 per head with the light and poor quality calves selling below. Your fancy beef calves selling from 75 to $175. Quick reminder, special feeder sale this coming Friday, the 6th of November. We are expecting five to 550 head of cattle at that sale. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, call us here at the market for more information at 715-835-3104. Or go to our website at equitycoop.com to check out our consignments. This is Mark Colgan from the Equity Alpha and Auction Market. Have a great day. Thanks, Mark. You have a great day, too. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us, and uh, Jerry is uh, very much into town politics and serving on the boards and all that sort of stuff. And you were in election headquarters over there in your township where you were, and you saw a lot of folks voted. Yeah, we did. Uh, 94% of the registered voters that we had on the list yesterday voted yesterday. So, well, I mean, it's uh, you couldn't ask. Probably about the best weather day I can yep. ever remember for a November election. So, And I'm sure that helped. And, but, uh, you know, it's an important election. So good to see the folks come out. And uh, now we have to weigh the results and everything. But uh, uh, if you look at Wisconsin, how close it is with the uh, presidential thing, there's there's that naughty word I don't like, and it could be looming out there, Bob, called recount. <laughs> oh, boy. Can you imagine yeah, well, that? You don't, I don't want to, you know, but I mean, it's it's very close right now. Yes, it is. And, uh, well, that's good. And I hope the winner realizes that uh, whoever wins a lot of these races, you know, I mean, you look at Ron Kind, his race was very, very close. I mean, you know, uh, not everybody approves of what you're doing. So you better, you know. Unify the country, unify your district, or whatever it is, because there's a lot of disunity out there right now, unfortunately. Well, we should get to the markets. What uh, what happened over at the uh, Stratford Sale Barn yesterday? I know you weren't there, but I know you know what happened. All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Summary from yesterday, Tuesday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the market cow auction yesterday. High-yielding flushier cows in yesterday's sale were selling from 50 to 55. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction, your average cows, are selling from 40 to 49. And uh, thinner, plainer, like carcass cows, below 40. Now, on the uh, organic uh, market yesterday, your higher-yielding organic cows were selling from 70 to 78. Uh, average organic cows from 65 to 69. Market bulls this week from 73 to 83, lighter bulls 70 and down. Quality replacement Holstein bull calves are selling mostly from 50 to 125, topping on Monday at 145. 
puffer calves, forty dollars and below, and good demand on those beef calves from one hundred to two twenty. Again, Monday stop on those was at two forty five. A uh, busy day here in Stratford today on Wednesday as we get underway this morning at 10 o'clock with the market cows. Also selling this morning will be fat cattle, market bulls, sheep, hog, and goats. And at 12 noon today, feeder cattle sale and bread beef cow sale. We've got a very nice lineup of feeder cattle, of course, for featuring red-heighted feeder cattle to sale uh, for the sale today. But we do have uh, a lot of other uh, feeder cattle consigned, Angus's, Simmental's, uh, Herefords, a lot of Herefords, of course. And we do also have a consignment of open Holstein heifers. They're going to weigh around 900. And we have a good selection of bred beef cows today, shortbreads, uh, and uh, some exposed cows. So, again, that will be all announced at the sale time today. We do have some very nice black Simmental, percentage Simmental bred cows today, too. So, again, big feeder cattle sale today, folks. The weather's great. So uh, come on out. Uh, a good day to be buying cattle. We don't have to worry about the nasty weather. So, again, that feeder sale will be starting at noon here in Stratford, and uh, Holstein buyers, we also have Holsteins today also. So, Bob, that's what we got going on, a busy Wednesday on tap. We'll uh, turn it back to you, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning and let folks know what's going on. All right, well, be careful. 74 and sunny. Wear your sunscreen today. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, that's one thing yesterday. I mean, folks are coming in to vote, uh, you know, and... Uh, I was outside a little bit, but uh, folks come in. My car said 72 degrees. I looked at the guy and said, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we set a record yesterday, and we might do it again today. So 70s today, about 70 tomorrow, 75 on Friday, 71 on Saturday. You're going to enjoy that. You might get your baler back out. <laughs> well, so I'm afraid I might have to get the lawnmower back out. <laughs> there you go. I know. I know the feeling. Hey, enjoy it, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Let's talk hybrids. LG Seeds has a product lineup unlike any other. With our global research program, we evaluate hundreds of thousands of hybrid combinations so only the best seed reaches your field. We call it innovation. You can just call it results. It all comes back to a mentality we share with our growers. Strive to be better. Stop at nothing. Get down to business at lgseeds.com. A-plus insulation services. Go to aplusinsulationec.com. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's go over to Zombrota. See what happened at the sale barn there. Here's Patty Mickla. In the feeder cattle division, we had a very light test. We had no test on the beef steers or the beef heifers. We had some Holstein feeder steers in, four to 600 pounds, bringing 75 to 90. And we had some red beef cows and heifers, bringing 700 to $850 per head. Our special sale is coming up this Thursday, November 5th, with the special feeder cattle sale starting at 10 o'clock. And in the fed cattle division, we had beef steers at 97 to $1.06 with the mixed grading from 80 to 96. Beef heifers, 97 to $1.05. Mixed grading brought 65 to 96. The dairy steers were trading 88 to 96.50 with the select grades from 65 to 87. Dairy cross steers and heifers, they brought from 85 to $1.01. Market cows were trading mostly 45 to 65. Your thin, shelly, full, and overfed cows brought 20 to 44, and the market bulls traded mostly from 42 to 75. At the baby calf sale, calves 95 to 125 pounds, they brought from 50 to 130. 150 to 250 pound calves from 55 to 85, and the beef calves were ranging from 125 to $225 per hundredweight. Synergy Cooperative encourages all of Northwest Wisconsin to do their part during this unprecedented time, keeping safe and also supporting our local businesses. And should you need anything at this time, Synergy Co-op has all their businesses open with extra safety measures in place. That includes the feed stores, agronomy offices, hardware stores, auto repair shops, propane service, gas stations, and convenience stores, and even their drive through restaurants like A&W. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Synergy Cooperative bringing us our grain and dairy markets this morning. Higher day on the trade yesterday on Election Day, but down overnight on the Board of Trade. 
December corn lost three cents, sitting at three ninety seven. The oats down two to three cents at two ninety three. December wheat down six at six oh one. January soybeans down four at ten sixty. Soybean meal for December up a dollar eighty a ton at three hundred seventy nine dollars even. And at uh, some of the elevators uh, today, corn and bean prices at uh, wheat and grain. Chippewa Falls wheat and location corn today is three forty five. Soybeans. 996 at their Connersville location, corn 341, beans at 984. Dummer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia at the Holman location, corn is 346, the beans at 991 at Arcadia, corn is 351, the beans at 991. On our DTN screen, taking a look at those country elevator prices today, at uh, Baldwin, Elmwood, and Fall Creek, the corn is 348, the beans at 985, Durand and Mondovi, corn is 353, with the beans at 985 and an Osseo 358 soybeans at 985. Stevens Point has soybeans at 991. Elk Mound, the corn is 351. Down at Sparta, the corn is 340. The soybeans at 970. And at Ellsworth, 340 on the corn, 985 on the beans. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville's corn price today, 348. Stanley, 351. The New Richmond Grain Facility at 346. Barrel cheese down a half at 252 and a half. Blocks down four and a half at 273 and a half. Double A butter up a cent and a half at 142 and a half. Class three prices were higher. November up six at 2386. December up 11 at 2022. January up 15 at 1799. February up 12 at 1684. March up 15 at 1655. Well, the weather's the good story here. 74 and sunshine today. If you see me out and about in the convertible, Honk or wave or do something, won't you? Just don't run into me. Enjoy the day, and if you're farming in a lot of combines, a lot of grain wagons, semi's going to be out and about, a lot of work still to do, but we're gaining on it, and what a week to gain on it. Be careful and do it safely. 38 right now, about 74 in sun today. Wax 104.1.